a real goal established for the 2024 team. Finally, finally. But there's some numbers that have to be achieved within that too. And that's where it gets a little bit more complicated than just go get them boys or go spend a bunch of money. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. Where you found this, Ben Charrington's meeting with the Pittsburgh media this morning. That's at 10.30 a.m. schedule on that. So you'll probably start seeing, hearing, or reading stuff out of there shortly thereafter on social media or over on our app. Don't expect anything super significant to emerge. He's already made his big statement. He's already I don't know if he blurted it out. I don't know if he was told to say it. But he said it. He said that year five is the year. Well, he didn't use year five. I do that. Next year is the year that the Pirates expect of themselves to be not only competitive, but also contending. That that's going to be the way the roster is structured in the offseason. That's the way the roster is going to be applied as it relates to actual games. That's the way the team's going to be managed at field level. No more experimentation. No more Josh Van Meters being stuck here or there as some sort of science projects. It's going to be about getting results. Ice cold results. And to that end... You can look at what it takes to make the playoffs. You can look at that numerically. You can see that in the American League, it took 89 wins. That was the lowest figure of anybody that made it. In the National League, there were two teams, the Marlins and the Diamondbacks, who made it with 84 each. I would see it somewhere in the middle because your American League teams are almost always going to be stronger. You're going to have the higher win totals on that side, especially once you see how desperately the Yankees and the Red Sox and others will try to bounce back from the humiliation of seeing the Orioles and Rays up there atop their division. In the National League, I think it's safe to say that if you're around 86 or 87 wins, you're going to get in. I've said this for a long, long time regarding Major League Baseball, and I believe it to this day, get in. Just get in. Don't worry about if you're winning your division. Don't worry about anything else, seeding, matchups, none of that stuff. Just get in. And that's now more true than it's been in a long time because they've gotten rid of the idiotic one-and-done wildcard format that basically wasted your franchise making the playoffs three years in a row in 2013 to 15 because that was just an our ace versus your ace competition it wasn't actual baseball actual baseball is always played in the form of a series why you would condense it to a single game for the most important games never made any sense and you would better believe i'd say the same thing if the pirates had won more than one of those three so that's it that's what they've got to do And if you take everything else out of it, 
emotion, level of improvement, prospects, Super 2, Paul Skeens, the amount of money that gets spent put into free agency, how committed they look or sound when they speak publicly, is all of that stuff's going to influence us over the course of a long winter. If you take all of that out, it still comes down to this. The Pirates just improved from 62 wins to 76. Obviously, a 14-game difference. Nice. Impressive. But they've got to do pretty much the same thing again next year. I don't know that you need to get to 90. But in order to be double damn sure you're getting in the playoffs, 90 is a pretty good place to be. And to get from 76 to 90, yeah, these are 14 wins that are harder to pick up than the 14 that they just got. And to Charrington's credit, he said something to that effect over the weekend. Because the next level of player that you have to get to push up into that 90 bracket is more akin to what Baltimore did in improving the way the Orioles did than it is anything related to the Pirates or the Reds, for example, this season. You now have to get into a different bracket of player, but also of experience with those players. They've got to be competitive, contending players in terms of their experience, their knowledge of the game, their ability to bounce back, to climb out of slumps. This team, I don't know if they're there. I, my temptation is to say that they're not. My temptation is to say that in particular, when it comes to the younger guys, the Henry Davis, Andy Rodriguez, Leo Verpaguero types, that you're not going to see some sort of quantum leap in offensive performance, for sure. Maybe I'd feel differently with a different hitting coach, but they're coming back with the same guy. And I'll remind everybody that this second half that the Pirates just enjoyed, this decent, healthy second half that saw them play consistently above 500 ball, including against some of the better teams in the National League, that was built mostly on the guys in their mid to late 20s. Those were the people who carried this statistically. It wasn't the Henrys, the Endies, and the Leovers. They actually kind of dragged all three of them offensively. So, yeah, we can all admonish Charrington and wave a finger at him and say, go get a right fielder, go get a first baseman, go get two starting pitchers. Spend whatever, we don't care. It all still kind of thumps out a little bit if the young guys don't really escalate. And I don't know that we're going to see that. Maybe we will when we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun. It's a great meal. 
and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Q comes from Bill, who says, DK, overall, I felt pretty good about this season. I think there's a lot to like about this team. Do you really feel as though management will go out and spend money on filling holes in the lineup in the rotation? No need to sugarcoat the answer. We've all become accustomed to disappointment. Bill, I I, I appreciate the question and the intent of it. I, I get really cringy when someone says, don't sugarcoat it. Um, I don't exactly operate that way. Maybe you're new to my stuff, whether it's on podcast form or in in uh, written columns, but that's not me. In addition to that, I have no motivation to sugarcoat anything. If I sugarcoat stuff, uh, first off, why? It doesn't benefit me. I'm not the pirates. I'm not the one selling tickets. I'm not the one trying to sell hope as they need to be. I'm just here to ideally call it like it is from my own perspective. Maybe we'll disagree from time to time. Maybe we'll disagree a lot. But that's all I'm here for. That's it. As far as the money goes, I'm on record as saying I believe, and I mean strongly, that the Pirates need to authorize Charrington to spend up to $100 million if that happens to be his baseball choice for the coming season. That might sound like an insane amount to you, given the figures that often get discussed about this franchise, but the truth is they weren't that far from it this year. I know where they ended up. I know who they moved out. I know why they moved them out. But at the end of the day, actually at the end of the year, the calendar year, December 31, you're going to see a figure that gets released through mutual accounting by Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball's Players Association, just to make sure there's no funny stuff. They check each other's books, and they agree upon a number that gets utilized for the competitive balance tax. Now, I'm not going to bore everybody with what that means, but the number is the number that actually gets spent on players by the major league team. And I can tell you that the Pirates will top 80 million and they might approach or even exceed 90 million. I haven't gone into all the intricacies. I was looking at this as recently as about a week ago. But it's going to be somewhere in that range. So an increase on top of that isn't asking a ton. Getting to 100 million isn't asking a ton. Now, the good part of that is that they did shave a significant amount of prorated payroll around the trade deadline, moving out Carlos Santana, 
Gmat Choi, Rich Hill, and a couple others. But that authorization for the money is what counts. And very clearly, from Bob Nutting or Travis Williams or both, that money was authorized to be somewhere in that $90 million range this year. What the collective payroll was of the team that they sent out onto the field over the weekend against the Marlins doesn't mean a thing. It's about the authorization. Remember that. If Charrington goes into this winter knowing that he's got, I don't know, $40 million, whatever it is, to spend, then he can look at his right fielder, his first baseman, his two starting pitchers. He's not, by the way, the one throwing out these positions. I am. And he can maybe commit to shopping in a different aisle. He can maybe take a hard look at the two Japanese pitchers that are going to be posted over there this winter. He can maybe look at talking to a team like the Padres, who sound as if they're determined to lower their payroll after a really, really bad year when it comes to what their expectations were, what their investment was, and what they ended up doing and just missing the playoffs two wins short, and say, hey, listen, let's make a trade here. You know, we'll take uh, Joe Musgrove and Blake Snell off your hands. All right. Thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not being ridiculous here, but I'm just pointing out, and again, Charrington did this himself over the weekend, that it's not just about free agency. It's not just about the market has opened and here are all the big names and the pirates are in the mix. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Not with the biggest of the big names. It'd actually be a waste of their time if they were in that because they would get in, they would make what they consider to be their best, highest offer, and the other team or other teams will just say, uh, okay, we'll just top that by $10 million. And then that's it, and then they're out, and then you wasted everybody's time. This way, you can kind of set a more realistic but higher goal for what you want to do with player acquisition. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 